0: This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait.
1: ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM 880 a.m. and 1400 you are in the sports tank with Jeremy Green. It is Wednesday and we are looking we are on the on the lookout for breaking news at some point throughout the program. I'm really hoping I get to use the button. We haven't used that button in a long time. Uh, it is looking really likely today. Uh, it could be uh, coming from the NBA could be coming from the NFL. you just never know when the next bomb is going to drop. I I have it on pretty good authority you're going to get one in the next few hours. My fear is like it usually does it's going to happen at about 503, right? <laughs> you you'll hear it break on the sports center update immediately following the program. That has happened to us Time and time again. But we'll be with you for the next two hours on uh, Breaking News. Watch here on ESPN, Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. As always, 3 o'clock hour brought to you by Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. So the the NFL news that could break, apparently, is Urban Meyer is going to turn down the Jacksonville Jaguars? Is that what you're hearing? Uh, that's what I've been told. Is that they have tried to force an issue, is force the issue on him hmm. uh, because they i mean, their coaching search is on hold, right? Literally, it's Urban has to say no before we care about anybody else. Mm-hmm. They did their precursory interviews, but Urban Meyer is the guy they want, and until he says something, nothing else is going to happen. Well, I, heard, I saw an article earlier today said rumors are saying that Urban Meyer is close to taking the job, I have not heard that he's close to turning down the job. But then there's another report out there as well that the L.A. Chargers have had conversations with Urban Meyer now. That's part of it. Is I mean, that if they put went, his feet to the fire and he might just go, I have another alternative if right. I decide to want to do this. Right. With a quarterback that I already know how good he is. There has been no, uh, no official interview with the L.A. Chargers, but apparently they have had conversations about Urban Meyer taking that job, and you know it's just another example of trying to reach for a big name, and it's probably not going to work. Well, I mean, I hate to sound like the Debbie Downer on all of this, but again, how many times have a has a college coach gone to the pros and been real successful? Oh, I mean, I, I, I'm never in favor of it, ever. Especially not with Urban Meyer. Oh, you run a weird little kooky offense. You haven't coached in a couple years, and I never really saw you as much of an NFL coach. Anyway, oh, come on, maybe this is the uh, Mike McCarthy. I've I, I spent all this time studying different ways to score. Oh, I don't I mean, doubt he can score. Time. That's not my problem. <laughs> my problem is that he's going to fall into the same thing that happened to Chip Kelly, Steve uh-huh. Spurrier, uh-huh. on and on down the line. Yep, you're used to coaching in the college game and it's a lot different up here. Dealing with pro players is a, is a lot different than dealing with college players as well. Although Urban Meyer not really the bastion of uh, uh of good character well in college football. Well, I mean when it comes to dealing with players if you want to uh if you want to see how difficult it can be just ask the Houston Texans. Very true. They're in the midst of just pandelirium. <laughs> well,
2: Deshaun Watson wants out.
1: And he feels like he has been rejected. He feels like he was promised a little bit of say in that organization. And they, they reneged. So what, I mean, what is he to do? I'm again, I said, you know, I said this this morning in the sportsocracy. I normally am not on the side of players coming out and being public about their, you know, being disgruntled. But on this one, I kind of give Deshaun you, you, Watson a break. You know, when I'm never on their side, when we're less than 12 months from them signing a big old deal. <laughs> now I understand that he signs the, he signs the big, what was it, $40 million a year? It's a lot. He signs the contract. He knows the, the turmoil that they're already under. Bill O'Brien gets fired shortly after, and I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the hint. Maybe that maybe that's the hinge. Maybe he wanted to stay under Bill O'Brien. Uh, did anybody want to stay under Bill O'Brien? He would be the first and only person to ever do that. True, but you know Deshaun Watson, he might march to the beat of his own drummer. It was four years, one hundred and seventy-seven and a half million dollars, one hundred and eleven million guaranteed. Would you like to take a guess of when he signed that? I have no idea. Are you you talking about a date? A date, yes. I don't know. April? September 5th. (laughs) It was just over four months ago. (laughs) Okay. So sorry that I'm not at your beck and call to feel so bad for you because they didn't ask you what GM you wanted to hire. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I don't really care. Oh, and they didn't listen to Andre Johnson and Tony Dungy? Uh, let me think about that. Don't care about that either. You're shocked that a billionaire didn't listen to somebody's opinion. No, really? No, I'm I'm not shocked at that. And I'm not shocked that a, that a front office would tell a superstar player, we're going to give you some say, and then saying, and then just ignore it. I don't know why you'd ever tell somebody you're going to give them say. That's my point. And that's why Deshaun Watson, he got his feelings hurt. Because he said, you know, they told him, you're so important to this franchise, we're going to give you some say in how this all works. Oh, it's comical to me that this and has, has become just, this big of a story. Right. And they just went, well, I mean, obviously, he's he's the premier guy right now. Everyone should be, you know, locked in on trying to make a deal for Deshaun Watson if he actually is available. One of my favorite sayings of all time is when you hear hoofbeats, makes a lot more sense to expect horses and not zebras. True. That's kind of where I fall in here. We've been talking for days of uh, literally the lead story on ESPN right now is who are the potential trade suitors to Deshaun Watson? Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody. If you don't have Pat Mahomes, uh, you're in. in. Now, here's the question. Does that matter? And the answer is a vehement, unequivocal no. What GM is going to take this job, and I'm looking at Nick Cesario here. Right, right. What GM with an IQ above salad dressing is going to take this job where the cupboards are bare, you're killed against the cap, you don't have a lot of playmakers, and look at the unquestioned best player on this team and mm-hmm. go, yeah, I think we'll trade you. Yeah. that's Care to guess how many times that's ever happened? Never. Because I've yet to find one. Right. So it just th- this is what happens when we start getting less games, we develop less things to talk about, mm-hmm. and then we hear something like this and go, "What's going to happen?" But I can't think of a single example where a franchise quarterback has been traded. I can't remember one. I mean, I'm not going to say it hadn't happened. I I mean, obviously Drew Brees is the one that comes to mind, but he wasn't traded; he was right. a free agent, right? And so was Dante Culpepper, and he was, but he wasn't franchise quarterback at the time see i think people overwrite that he was still good i mean we knew he was good but the we the problem didn't know with he him was, was the health right but we didn't know he was drew Brees. like this was drew Brees before he was drew Brees. like he was a fine quarterback for purdue he came into the league he was he was pretty good with the san diego chargers he just had the massive injury you know where he got his shoulder just completely disassembled from his body. Yeah, here's the thing, and this is unequivocal. I'll save you the time of thinking about it. He's the best quarterback that's moved teams in the last 25 years. It's not even debatable. Better than Peyton? Peyton was 106 years old by the time yeah, he moved. Yeah, but think about those still seasons got, that he and had. And he was right there for two years. I'm talking about somebody that's under, oh, I don't know, 46, or however <laughs> old he is when he moved. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, guess what? The end, the the end for older quarterbacks tends to not go well. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, if you want this to go well, you better just go ahead and do it yourself. People are still trying to come up with you know ways that Big Ben can carry on, and I don't think there are any. Like the explanation that I heard last night, it might have been Lewis Riddick that was talking on one of the national shows. About Ben Roethlisberger and said, you know, well, if the Pittsburgh Steelers want to come to Ben and say, we, you know, we'd love to have you back next year, but you're going to have to be the best shape of your life. You're going to have to and uh, started listing off all of these things It's like, oh, yeah, that's going to be easy for 38 year old fat man to do. I, I don't think either one of us are allowed to cast that aspersion. <laughs> I can. I can call people fat because I am fat. That's how it works. Check your rule book. I thought that only worked if they were fatter than you. No, and that is certainly not the case here. No, right. absolutely not. If that were the case, then I'd never be able to pick on anybody. And so, Jamal Williams, you'd still be. Good. <laughs> you'd still be good. Nate at Jamal Newton. Williams. I would still be able to yeah. pick on Nate Newton. Uh, but that's about it. It's just it's funny to me that we're 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 three days away from divisional games in the NFL. Yep. And we're talking about Deshaun Watson and a hypothetical, mythological, narnia trade that's never going to happen. I don't know how mythical it is. You don't think there's a team that could put together a package that the Houston Texans would go, yeah, we'll think about that. No. no really? I no, I don't. All right, what's the package? You, you tell me. Well, the Miami one seemed pretty good. Oh, three eighteen 318, a two, and two a tongue of Iloa. They'd laugh them out of the room. No, you'd have to give up more than that. Uh, well, you're not going to. That would be dumb. Uh, you're giving up, literally, you're giving up three ones because mm-hmm. two has been there for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And a two, for a quarterback, you have to pay $40 million a year. I'm going to disagree for the square. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently. Oh, I'm not saying Miami's not going to call. I'm just going to, with the the rebuttal to that, they're going to go, Oh, I think I called the wrong number. Bye. Uh, Click. (laughs) Call us back when you have a serious offer. Yeah. Nick Cesario's rebuttal, uh, it it would lead to Chris Greer going, "Uh, Is Steve there? I I was looking for Steve. I think it's Casario. I don't care what (laughs) it is. I think that's how you say it. I I don't care. I'm going to... uh, Make him sound like I don't know some some kind of a Roman emperor, and that's not. He's, he's I, not I didn't Caesar. call him Caesario. I called him Cesario. Caesario. My wife had one of those when the babies were born. Had I, a, I, how did I know that was coming? <laughs> I knew there was a smart aleck response coming to that somewhere. Well, you know, you know me. However, there is a trade that is very likely to happen in quite short order. Uh, you're talking about James Harden. I am. The Houston Rockets are going to have to make a call on James Harden, especially after his comments last night. <laughs> Which were phenomenal. <laughs> I have never liked anything James Harden has ever done. Except for that. And I saw that last night and went, I mean, my mouth was six inches open. Right. Just go, What did he just say? After, they got shellacked by the Lakers last night. And the score was way closer than the game was. And he comes out and says, our effort was lacking. I'm not sure this can be fixed. Phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Like, Just come out and say, this was a train wreck. Why not? If everyone else in that organization can be honest about what's going on with James Harden. Well, see, here's the thing. Nobody has been honest.
2: Well, Nobody's been
1: honest about James Harden. I got news for you. If you gave a microphone right now to any player on that team and said, speak your heart no repercussions whatsoever it would be a bloodbath Uh uh-huh when demarcus cousins comes out and says i think we've had some problems with the way he's acted this year that's code for i know some things Uh and i would love to tell them to you Mm -hmm. but i've been told to not talk well of course you don't want guys just running their mouths out there but I mean, the play-by-play guy. We had the the example of him a couple of weeks ago. Who was it that was driving down the floor and slammed the ball, and he said, who needs James Harden? It was the play-by-play guy. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying, I don't remember who he was oh, saying Oh, it was Christian Wood. Christian Wood. So he's saying that about Christian Wood. And then uh, I heard this on Adam Gold's show the other day. They had the press conference after the game, and head coaches out there and they're you know it's like a i don't know if it was after the game or if it was a coach's show or what but they're asking him about james harden and he came up with this you know cookie cutter response of just you know james wasn't really in rhythm tonight and he's but he's working on it and he's trying to get acclimated with all the other guys and they pitch it to break and they left his mic on and right at the end of right before they went to break he just says he quit That's pretty damning. So this is just another in the snowball of the James Harden saga that James Harden last night had some choice words about the situation there. He said, I've done everything I can. And now today, the Houston Rockets planning to keep James Harden away from the team until they complete a trade, according to Ramona Shelburne and Adrian Wojnarowski. Oh, I mean, he's—he you will never see James Harden in a Rockets uniform again. Right. I said that this morning on the Sportsocracy before this ever came out. Mm-hmm. You cannot say something like that. He literally looked at the camera and said, I've done everything I can, which immediately made me wish I was a reporter in Houston. So I could have just gone straight family feud style and gone, what, uh, play defense, <laughs> uh, win anything ever, <laughs> <laughs> Just so we could, just I, I would have done it. I would have done it until they threw me out of the room. Right. Top ten answers on the board. Things James Harden hasn't done. <laughs> Show me play defense. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> I mean, it's it. it, it uh, <sighs> Between Kyrie Irving and James Harden is, mm-hmm. I don't know that there's two more tone deaf people in all of sports. James J-Jusna Harden comes to- schuster Oh, there's, I got a story about him later today, oh, too. Yay. Oh, yeah. it's fantastic. Uh, these are two guys that, first of all, have never won anything by themselves. James Harden's getting older, and Kyrie Irving is getting crazier by the minute. And the two of you honestly think you can just call your shot. Oh, I, you know, Harden's a former MVP. Everybody in the league wants me. No, they don't. You know why this is down to the Nets and the 76ers? Because they're the only two that care about you, mm-hmm. my friend. Everybody else looked at what the Rockets went. The Miami Heat, I, I've been told this by more than one person, they asked for Tyler Hero. They didn't even hear the, and then, oh, you want Hero? We're out. We're out. We'll pass. Hard pass. Good. D- and, and just go ahead and lose our number. Don't call us again. What? This would be like in NBA 2K where you offer a trade and you offer Michael Carter Williams for LeBron James, and they just go, we don't even want to talk to you anymore. Good for Pat Riley. Just, no. Actually, does Pat Riley even take that call? Does he have somebody field that call for him? Like, uh, you're going to see this area code from Houston come up. Um, I want you to take that. Just answer it and say we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, you've reached Fast Loan. Thank you for calling Movie Phone. Select one for English, two for Spanish, three if, for French. If you know the name of the movie you'd like to watch, <laughs> press one now. Oh, <laughs> uh, We could have breaking news at any moment. Will James Harden be traded? I mean, the, the, the answer to that is yes. Oh, he's 100 going to be traded. The question is for today? what? Right. And I'm going to be honest with you. After the commercial break, I'm going to tell you I don't think it's going to be for what you think it is. What will the packages be? Should it be from the Brooklyn Nets? Should it be from the Philadelphia 76ers? What could they give for James Harden? We'll talk about it right here up next on ESPN Asheville.
0: You're in the sports tank. Gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite.
1: James Harden going to be on his way out of Houston. That's the that's the latest news. Houston Rockets telling him today to stay away from the team until we can figure out a trade. Don't call us, we will call you. Right? We'll tell you where to send your things. That is a is a statement that I hope I never have to hear from an employer about that. Uh... <laughs> hey, you're not the boss here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That is right. Uh, so what could the package be? There, there are apparently two interested parties, and it's the same two interested parties that we've had the entire time. Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. I firmly believe the Brooklyn Nets would not do the Karis Avert deal at this point. They don't have to. Right. And it, the, here's the thing. that Their intention here was to pair up Kyrie Irving and Harden and Durant. Mm-hmm. That was their intention that's not really on the table right now because we don't know when Kyrie's coming back. There's a lot of frustration in Brooklyn with Kyrie, which made me wonder what would it look like if Brooklyn called Houston and said, you deal with him. We'll take your headache. If you take our headache, hang up the phone for who, who would say that? <laughs> I think Houston would hang up the phone. Uh, you're out of your mind. Really? A hundred percent. You are one hundred percent out of your mind. Okay, they get the younger, cheaper star, and I understand he's not there right now. Mm -hmm. This has become untenable with James Harden, but so has the situation with Kyrie Irving. Right? I mean, he could still come back, and they would, and and all would be hunky-dunky, and they would at least that's what they would tell you. They would just with arms wide open, just play the Creed song and embrace him back into the fold. I don't know if it would be a creed song because I don't think that makes anybody feel better, but <laughs> Except for nickelback fans. It's the common denominator. I didn't know it's the same, same guy. I didn't know that those actually existed. No uh yeah, they do. There there are actually people that like get into their car and do. fire up their MP three player and it's just look at this phone the grab. Yeah, their MP three player that is still plugged into their tape deck. <laughs> Good for you. Thank that was you. a nice place. That was a nice place to take that. Appreciate you. Here's how it would work. I, I I ran through it to try to find one that would work. Okay. It would be James Harden, David Nwaba, and Chris Clemens for Kyrie Irving and Spencer Dinwiddie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, again, pr- two frankly, players that aren't
2: even playing. Frankly,
1: yeah. Frankly, this is a deal that I look at on both sides and just go. Bleh. How does that mesh with James or with John Wall? I mean, this is like spam on one side, mushrooms on the other. For me, just both are repulsive, repulsive. to me. <laughs> You're so hard on mushrooms. That's because it's the grossest food on earth. Not true. There is nothing in this earth that is grosser than a mushroom. I really wanted to come with something there, but I didn't have it. Star fruit. There you go. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's not good. I like starburst. Yeah, not is, starburst. Is it anywhere close uh, to that? No. It's a very acidic, horrible, sour fruit. Oh, it's a fruit. Yeah. A st- yep. Better than mushroom. Star fruit. You've never seen it. Nope. It's in the shape of a star. It's like a. It looks like a cactus, really. And as I you would cut eat it, a cactus Before I would eat a mushroom. <laughs> I mean, I'd pull the little prickly things off because I feel like that would be unpleasant at best. It takes a long time. Yeah, you gotta you gotta skin those things. The way people actually do that? No, they don't. I was about to say, I learned so much on this show. <laughs> it's like peeling potatoes. You just you got to peel that cactus. The reason that I think you're not going to see a James Harden resolution today, mm-hmm. I don't think they have anywhere to send him. No. I mean, be really honest with me. Do you think there is any chance that the best team in the East, the Philadelphia 76ers, looks at young Ben Simmons and Embiid and goes, yeah, let's throw James Harden into this. That'll be fun. No. No, but does Daryl Morey? That's the question. Ah, uh, no. Uh, here's the thing. You didn't get Doc Rivers by not giving him a considerable amount of control. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think there's any way he looks at what's happening right now at this point in the season and says, I want to disrupt this by bringing in James Harden. That, there is a path that they could bring in Harden and keep Ben Simmons. And it's another one of those trade packages that I look at and go, "Boo." Tobias Harris. Yeah, it's Tobias Harris and who's the other guy? I, said? I don't. I, I've already forgotten it. Jordan Warrah. No, it was more of a salary than that. Mike Scott. Mike Scott. It was yeah. It was Tobias Harris and Mike Scott. Okay, but I mean I think that's where the offers were at. There's not a Ben Simmons deal out here. No, because now you're looking at a 31 year old disgruntled superstar. And just going, you're not going to age well. There's nothing about James Harden's game that says this will age wonderfully. Mm-hmm. And now there's stories about things you've done. And and if I'm an an NBA GM, I'm just looking at this, going, this is ten percent of it. They know things that they're never going to tell me. I don't know. Can't you see James Harden? You know, fat James Harden at 36 years old. I've already seen, seen fat James Harden. He was he was in Houston about three weeks ago. I'm saying this would be fatter James Harden out there just playing like a Harlem Globetrotter, just chucking up threes from half court. He's going to be the big, the, the head of the lobby for the four point play. I could totally see it. Demarcus cousins just ripped him to shreds. James Harden. Yes. The disrespect started way before any interview. The other 14 guys in the locker room have done nothing to him. We've only showed up to work like everybody else. It's completely unfair to the rest of the guys in the locker room. Upon being asked if he thought Harden would ever play in Houston again, I don't know, and I don't care. Ooh. Oh! Thank you. There, we go. there you go. Dainty. I keep telling you, well, dainty there's with the not a, There's not a camera in here, so I don't have to be <laughs> as aggressive as I do on the morning show. <laughs> the morning show, I can't just stick out one finger and go boop. Has to be
0: uh, aggressive. Yes.
1: Got to hit that thing. Uh, (laughs) uh, I don't know. This is going to be awful. Uh, Because here's the thing. I don't think James Harden being traded to a different team is really going to solve anything. I mean, do you honestly believe that the team's going to strike a deal for James and he's going to be all good? He's just going to show up and not be a headache? In, In a new place? Right. If it's Brooklyn? Well, see, I don't think that's the case. Well, they're one of the two remaining contenders. I mean I get that's where he wants to be but I don't think it's going to solve anything. I I mean I don't either.
0: The Sports Tag. Just a bit outside. All right, here's the 411 folks.
1: Yeah. All right, Jeopardy is going to have some uh guest stars. As the new host of the show, obviously the sad passing of Alex Trebek, his final episode aired just a few days ago, uh, last week sometime, I believe. Uh, apparently, Ken Jennings has been, you know, the longtime Jeopardy champion has been filling in as the host for now, but they're going to go through a period where they have celebrity hosts. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be one of those hosts. How do you think he's going to do? You know, I read this and I I don't. I really enjoy listening to him on the Pat McAfee show. Uh-huh. If you'd asked me a year ago, I'd have been like, "That's not going to work." And now I've listened to him with Mac, and he could. I think he could actually be pretty good at it. To be really honest with you, I think he could as well, because as we all know, uh, imitation is uh, one of the greatest forms of flattery. And Aaron Rodgers has grown up with Alex Trebek. Apparently, it is a. Nightly ritual for him to sit down at six o'clock or whatever time it comes on and watch Alex Trebek. So he knows the process of uh, how the show is supposed to be run. He's been a contestant on Jeopardy before. So I think he'll do fine. He's a smart guy. He obviously does his homework, he studies every night <laughs> with Jeopardy. It just, I think the thing that shocked me the most is hey, here's a guy, Chris Collinsworth, to, uh, that, that actually still sits down for appointment television. I wasn't aware that was still a thing. I mean, if you were, you know, under the age of 50. What, that anything would be appointment television, or that Jeopardy would be? Well, I mean, obviously sports are appointment television. We want to watch that stuff live. But as far as long-running television shows, I wasn't aware anybody still did this. Sit down with your dinner and... Watch Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Like I said, anyone who's over the age of or under the age of fifty, I can tell you one person that does. This guy, you do. I love Jeopardy,
2: really. Oh
1: yeah, and Secret Time. I would demolish you in it too. Oh, I'm sure. you I'm would. way better at Jeopardy than anybody that's ever met me would would think I am. <laughs> there, I mean, there are categories that I look at and go, "Well, that's not going to end well for me," right. 17th century china and here's the thing now that i've spent three years with my wife uh she first of all is smarter than i am Uh second of all she very rarely ever misses a question so i've had to you know step my game up nice okay yeah i've i one of my bucket list things is to go on jeopardy Hmm. i want to apply to jeopardy go through the thing and find a way to get on the show And not no matter what happens, if I ever became famous, I don't want to go on a celebrity jeopardy with two dum dums and they ask me questions like, red and this color make purple. (laughs) I don't, what is green? What is seven? (laughs) I don't don't want to do that. Right. I want to go on real life jeopardy with like the smart people. I'm not saying it would necessarily go well for me, but I don't think I would embarrass myself either. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like your chances. Oh, that makes me want to do it so much. I mean, more. unless a sports category came up, and then we know you could run the table. Well, and here's that, the like... thing: that's what actually makes me hate Jeopardy to a point. Is that sports categories come on, and I'm like, is is the rest of this that easy for the rest of you? This brave slugger led the majors in home runs until recently. And they all look at each other and go, uh, "Randy Moss." I, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> or like the one—that's one, the thousand-dollar question. I'm like, who does not know that? Or like the one poor college girl who last year uh, was answering the question of who broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball, and her answer was, "Who was Babe Ruth?" Oh boy, I—I I didn't see that. One. Uh, apparently, you don't understand what the color barrier means, or baseball. Uh, <laughs> apparently, you don't understand that either. Well, I mean, at least she did get a baseball player. I'll give her that. One of my favorite ones of all time was it was uh, this baseball team something. And the answer and said with great vigor and and confidence, <laughs> the LA Lakers. Yeah. Well then. What was the other one? The guy who answered the question about Joel Embiid that said, What is do a three sixty? It was like sports nicknames oh, yeah, or something. Yeah, trust the process was there. I actually <laughs> yeah. saw that one yeah, live, like, and it, I laughed until it hurt. <laughs> and then Joel Embiid changes his Twitter moniker to Joel Dua 360 Embiid. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, a lot of people don't know, but there is a race in at the Tulsa Expo Center that's happening tonight. A race, okay. And it's very popular. It's called the Chili Bowl. This is a midget dirt track race. You're not supposed to use that word. The what? That's the kind of car. Oh, 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 midget car. Okay, I got you. Got you. All right. See, now you've already thrown me off, and now I don't even know where I was going. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, Tonight, there will be entries from such NASCAR entries as Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Ryan Newman, J.J. Yaley, Chase Briscoe, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and Christopher Bell. No way. There's also another entry that's causing a little bit of a stir. Oklahoma Sooners junior cheerleader Taylor Reimer. Uh, Apparently, she was a dirt track champion as a child. There you go. She's literally an active football cheerleader at Oklahoma, and she will be in this race tonight. Yes. I didn't know where to put this story, but this story deserved to be talked about. I found this, and that's phenomenal. That's killer. That's a fantastic story. Mm -hmm. People say, I'm Debbie Downer. I had to give one. So you're going to have the Oklahoma cheerleader out there running with NASCAR stars. And and I'm not going to lie... I tried to read the rules of how this chili bowl thing happens. Mm-hmm. They're very confusing. Like it's a lot of numbers, and if you pass this many cars, and what just happened to take you won or you lost? <laughs> right, if you ain't first, you're last. What, yeah, <laughs> Ricky Bobby rules. <laughs> Why? Do you, who cares how many cars you passed or how many times you passed them? I don't know. What, I mean, even NASCAR even figured this out, and they have the most convoluted scoring system I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. Daytona, the duels, uh, you won or evens odds. That's by the how way, we do this. By the way, while we're on the uh, on the NASCAR subject, I would like to uh, direct everyone to Bristol Motor Speedway because they have the live cam up right now of them tra- uh, uh, of transforming the oval into a dirt track. I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah. They're going to be doing the uh, the Food City Dirt Race this year.
0: I NASCAR have to give Stars NASCAR credit. credit. I
1: want it. I have to give NASCAR credit on this. I know their viewership is not as high as it's been in the past, and I think that's just the only thing where the viewership is as high as it's been at its peak is the NFL. Yeah. I have to give them credit. You at least try things. Still haven't figured out how we haven't figured out a rain tire yet. Um uh, of all the things we'll that I this. think should have been very high on the list of, uh, how do we figure out to drive when it's because you know we drive outside and sometimes it rains. What do we do about? See, that? they would do that, but they can't find windshield wipers that are strong enough. They had That's... windshield wipers on on <laughs> Xfinity cars not that long ago. I saw it. Then you got to put lights on the cars. In uh, what does that add? Oh, you got to you got to worry about the weight. Was that add a pound? Is it that drastic, really? I feel like people make things harder than they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's just not how a stock car is built. It's not you built cannot, out. You, you know, cannot out tell building. me that every person listening to the sound of my voice right now knows how to drive in rain, and professional drivers cannot figure out how to drive in rain. It's just too dangerous. I'm not saying to do it at Daytona where you're going 200, but if you're at Watkins Glen, your high speed was like the same thing I drove over here at. <laughs> That's not true. You, gri- you drive like my grandma. You're not wrong. I do. I just, I just don't. And I had somebody pass me on the Bowen Bridge earlier that was in a hurry to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got to watch out for those guardrails, by the way. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Oh, man. Somebody plowed into the guardrail uh there right before you get on the Bowen Bridge and Patton Avenue yesterday. I saw the aftermath of it. I mean, they took out at least 3 of the little stanchions that was holding the the guardrail in place, and the guardrail is peeled back like it's some like like you took the rind off of orange. Yikes. Yeah, it's insane. Hopefully that person was okay. See, I just saw the aftermath of the car sitting there and emergency vehicle, vehicles were still around it, but Jeez, there's not Slow much Slow down, the, people. There's not much in this life that scares me. Uh, there are parts of this city that driving scares me. Mm-hmm. That and you know squirrels. squirrels and and birds <laughs> and clowns. I got another just a bit outside. Listen, I I, I got to tell this story because and dolls. now what and dolls and dolls. Yeah. I don't like dolls either. Uh, you know, after the performance of Nate Robinson. In the boxing ring? That's a way to say that. We have another NBA star who is hitting the ring. Lamar Odom is now going to be training for a fight. He is going to have a bout on June the 12th at the Showboat Casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey, according to TMZ Sports. Um, This is the celebrity boxing circuit, I guess. They're going to be looking for somebody to put up against him. I'm trying to think of a person you could put in the ring with Lamar Odom that would be fair. Well, he's 6'10". Right. Can you think of another person, like a celebrity who is that big, that you would put in the ring against him? Uh, I am going to exercise my Fifth Amendment right to not say anything (laughs) because anything I say is going to be either offensive or or uh, not good. Well, you don't have to take it there. With Lamar Odom? Yeah, we all know Lamar, where you uh, go. Lamar Odom is in a series of people that have dated Kardashians that have immediately gone insane. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just throwing this that out there. This is very true. But yeah, after, after Nate Robinson, I think every basketball player needs to take stock of who they are and go, should I think yeah, about getting in a ring? If you learned anything from Nate Robinson, it should be... I don't play that sport. I shouldn't do that because they do and they will hurt me. Yeah. Lamar Odom at 610. It is going to be hard to find another celebrity to put up against him. Like I have no idea. Like, uh, is that guy from night court still available? Uh, the John Larroquette? No, 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 no. The the bull, the bailiff, the bald guy. He was tall. (laughs) We could put him in there. I have no idea. You're looking for somebody who's who Lamar Odom is just not going to trounce with his reach. Now you got me curious who you're talking about. Oh, that guy. The big bald guy. Hey, I was right. John Larroquette was in that show. He was in that show. He was one of the lawyers. I have no idea what that dude's name is. I don't either. Bull from Night Court. Everybody knows who, who I'm talking about. I mean, unless you're, you know, under the age of 35, then you have no idea who I'm talking which about. Which I am. Uh, but apparently, Mole was his name, by the way, and he was 6'8. Yeah, yeah. Okay. See, he was close. He's also 78 years old. 78. So. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily okay, maybe think we're that's not going to play him up go. Lamar Odom. Maybe not. I mean, I don't think that's the path I would go. Maybe but. not. All right. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. Uh, June the twelfth, we'll keep an eye on it. See who Lamar Odom is gonna fight in the next celebrity boxing match. Also on that same card, Aaron Carter. Wait, like yeah, like Backstreet Boy, the singer Aaron Carter is or the brother of the Backstreet Boy, right? Or in sync, or I I never could remember. He was was Nick Carter's brother. Nick Carter was in the boy band. He was in Ninety Eight Degrees, wasn't it? No, Nick Carter was in the band with Justin Timberlake. In sync is that in sync? Yeah. yeah, that was in sync. Yeah, it shows by how much far, I uh, by far the best of the boy bands by the way. Huh? <laughs> i don't know what to just do move with that on. just move on look we have two hours of content here and there are a lot of things that i thought could be said today i never thought in sync was the best of the boy bands would be said just, well i'm sorry I, I, the facts are facts and i hate to break your heart uh but it was new kids on the block so you know stop your foolishness there's there's no debate there Oh, you're being selective and only two, of the three a, that were in that there's, era. There's a massive, there's a massive difference. A massive difference is yes. that what you just said? Yes. Between New Kids on the Block and uh InSync. In Sync, yes. One had Justin Timberlake, the other one did not. Case closed. The other one had Donnie Wahlberg. Not uh, interested. And advantage New Kids on the Block. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> now, if it were Mark Wahlberg, I might agree with you. On the other hand, I can't hear Mark Wahlberg's name anymore without thinking that Saturday Night Live skit. Mm-hmm. What's the What's the guy's name? Uh, he was in He was in the band that did all the parody songs. Mm-hmm. And he plays Mark Wahlberg, and it is hilarious. His impersonation of him is spot on. There's one where he goes to a zoo and he's trying to talk to animals. Oh, and you're talking about uh, Andy Samberg. That one. Yeah, yeah that's the guy.
0: Oh, hey, I, I don't remember
1: what you're talking about. Yeah. How you doing? It's phenomenal. Yeah. So, Aaron Carter and Lamar Odom already signed up for Celebrity Boxing's card on June the 12th. This is. Am you, I the only person that ever looks at the world sometimes and just goes, What is happening? We have boy band members and Lamar Odom fighting in Celebrity Boxing. Aaron Rodgers is hosting Jeopardy! And I'm confused. <laughs> It's 2021, remember? It's a new day. This was supposed to be better. It was supposed to get better. We're two weeks in, and I'm I'm looking at it going. All the signs of the apocalypse are there. Yes, you're This is the Pepsi to the Coke of 2020. Like, it's the same thing. Right. The Cleveland Browns could win the Super Bowl. No, That's not going to happen. (laughs) If the Cleveland Browns win the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure that's when Thanos shows up. So we cannot allow that to happen. I fully agree. Here, I think that's actually the seventh Infinity Stone. is it, a Cleveland Brown helmet that won. It's a Cleveland Brown Super Bowl ring. That's go. the seventh Infinity Stone. You're in the sports tank on ESPN Asheville, ninety two point nine FM, eight eighty AM, and fourteen hundred. We got green on green coming up next. Did you okay
2: last night? I, you know,
1: that's all the confidence you need for the steaming pile of picks that's coming up next in Green on Green. Right
0: after this. Buffy's for closers on Get them the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch mm-hmm. costs more than your car. Then when you get
1: the power, then you get the money. Welcome back into the Sports thing. ESPN Asheville 92.9, 880 and 1400. Let's be fair. Last night did not quite go my way. Uh, <laughs> the Miami and 76er game did happen. And the Heat with eight players, three of whom I have never heard of, pushed the Sixers to overtime. Went one and three, started out the week through, let's see, four and five. Math is hard. Tonight I have three picks for you, and I feel pretty confident about these, and I have one special pick where I know something that nobody else knows. First one, the Dallas Mavericks are a four-point favorite tonight against the fighting Charlotte Hornets. I like this Hornet team. I really do. Here's the problem. I don't know who's going to guard Luka Doncic. I look at Luka and go, I don't really know how you don't have 35 points tonight. Chris Stapps is back. They're limiting his minutes. Team looks a little more balanced. Give me the Mavericks minus the four. Next up, the Brooklyn Nets are a a five-and-a-half point favorite against the New York Knicks. The Knicks are being overvalued because people that gamble see them cover spreads all the time. This is another one where you have a star player that I have absolutely no idea how you're going to defend him. If you put Julius Randle on Kevin Durant, he might have 70 real-life points tonight. (laughs) Give me the Nets minus five-and-a-half. The last one, the New Orleans Pelicans are a seven-point dog to the L.A. Clippers. Here's the thing I know that nobody else knows. The Pelicans are the next team that are about to have a Rona problem because they've had somebody that had it that was in the building for an extended period of time. The line hasn't moved yet. Zion's already out. Give me the Clippers minus seven. I don't know how many players the Pelicans are going to wind up with. Clippers minus seven.
0: Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got
1: no sympathy for you. I like this Hornets team as well. And here's a question posed by Rick Bonnell of the Charlotte Observer on Twitter just moments ago. I wonder if the Hornets could help facilitate a hardened trade with their remaining cap space in return for a young player and a future pick. They're one of the few teams that could actually do that. And that's that's what smart teams do. Mm-hmm. Use your assets to your advantage. And this is a team that I look at with you know with uh Graham and Rogier. Rozier's not a great defender, but he can score. Mm-hmm. Hayward, Washington, you know, the, the, this is a talented team. You add another piece. I, I I'm becoming more and more convinced that there's going to have to be a third team involved in some shape, form, or fashion. Because I don't see a straight up ability to trade Harden for something that they would do. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do this quicker than they're not, please don't <laughs> Anyone within the Charlotte Hornets organization, if you can hear my voice right now, please don't well, i don't I don't, don't what you're want saying. James Harden you're not listening to the question that that doesn't end up with them with James Harden. He's talking about facilitating it as a third team oh you get I see a young player in a pick yeah, that makes all the sense in the world, and I think you're going to have to, okay. Somebody's going to have to step up and do that because there's not a, to the best of everything I've heard, the Nets and the 76ers are the only two teams that even want him Mm -hmm. to wind up on their team, let alone give up some unbelievable package for him. Jeez. But then again, it's the Nets who are probably going to end up giving five, three picks (laughs) and two pick swaps for Harden with a bunch of players. I'm with Stephen A. Smith. I'm with Stephen A. Smith. He Kyrie just needs to go ahead and retire. If he don't want to play basketball, just go ahead and retire. Call it quits. Because it's obvious you're doing yourself no favors right now. He is probably public enemy number one in the NBA right now. Uh, Mark Stein, at the Stein line on Twitter, just mm. just posted something that's, that's really interesting. The Sixers are trying to muster other assets, such as draft picks, to offer Houston to keep Tyrese Maxey out of a potential James Harden trade. Let me... Let me delve into this as deeply as I can. What they're trying to say is we're not giving you Ben Simmons. And we really don't want to have to give you the young players we already like. We'll give you picks. Because we're going to be good. Picks in the 20s are not worth a whole lot in the NBA. You don't. You have to hit the random guy that turns into Giannis or Nikola Jokic or one of these guys that, that becomes a star. Most mm-hmm. of the stars in the NBA were picking the top five. Mm-hmm. I think if you if if you really are paying attention and reading the tea leaves of what really well connected people are saying, this trade's not going to look like what you think it's going to. This is not worth what you think he is. No, in league circles, James Harden is, and I've been saying this for months. He's not worth to executives and people that make these decisions what people think they are, what what people think he is. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's not like you're worried about selling tickets. Uh, you don't have any fans in the building, so that doesn't matter. Right. He's obviously shown to be a problem with team chemistry. He's always been a defensive liability and he's 31 years old. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, at what point are we getting to the, yeah, let's a big blockbuster offer? No. Can he be a piece on a championship team? That's the question. As a, as a scorer exclusively. And he would have to, I think, have to be with two other stars, Mm -hmm. which would work in Philadelphia, it would work in Brooklyn. Because you have to have somebody that can hide how big of a defensive liability he is. His ability to score is fine. I've never had a problem with that. The problem is that when he is the star of the team, you can't hide him. And you need to be able to do that. That's been my fear with Brooklyn. They'd wind up with three defensive liabilities. You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green on
0: ESPN Asheville. This is... The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. We're just speechless.
1: On ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400, you're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green. I'm Jake Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. This hour of the program brought to you by Wicked Weed Brewing. WickedWeedBrewing.com. Drink different. I am really, uh, you know, I I really do like it when, you know, uh, talking heads like us come up with these theories oh this is what we're hearing we're getting news leaked out earlier today on the uh pat mcafee show pat was talking to his crew about how juju smith schuster apparently wants to be out of pittsburgh he wants to be in a bigger market so he continue to build his brand uh the clip was just shared on twitter by juju smith schuster that says sources tell me this is completely 100 percent false which makes me which leads me to believe it's 100 percent true <laughs> You think this is a smoke screen? This is. I wouldn't surprise you. If, if really, for, if, if, if Juju's looking at this, going, "I need to get to a big." I've heard Juju's Smith Easter to the Jets for a year. Really? Well, him and Darnold played together in college, so mm-hmm. it, it makes all the sense in the world. Very true. And most of my Jet fan friends are. Please don't do that. No, Just don't do. Don't I don't do that. want a piece of that. I don't want. I, I, I look. I wouldn't want him on our team. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Chris Godwin, we may not be able to swing uh, you know, a re-signing of him in the offseason. If Juju was offered on a silver platter, I wouldn't want it. I just don't. I don't want a guy who's going to talk all the time, be on TikTok dancing, and I don't care if you believe in bulletin board material or not. I, for one, do believe it. And when somebody on the other side is running their mouth, you're going to do everything you can to shut them up. I think it's quite evident how this has gone for Juju Smith-Schuster over the last several weeks of the season. I don't think it's just Ben Roethlisberger that was the problem. I think it was a little added, you know, screw you if they could shut Juju up. It uh, probably didn't hurt anything. Mm-hmm. I just don't want anything to do with TikTok. Like, if it involves TikTok, I'm out. I've gotten rid of every clock every clock in my house just because I want that little to do with TikTok. <laughs> Why do you hate it so much? Oh, it's it's so annoying. Oh, but the the videos are so funny though. No they're, no, they're not. No, they're not. Sometimes they are. But more often than not, they're they're not. I'm gonna start my own TikTok account. Nah, nobody cares. What are you gonna do? Oh, it would be funny. Give us your brilliant idea. Uh, I don't have one yet, but I will come up with one. Oh, oh! So this was just, hey, I might get on TikTok. Okay, cool story, bro. Thanks. Are you hashtagging as well? Is it? Yeah. See that? <laughs> is is that I thing? was I, really. I was just sitting here quiet, waiting for you to show your <laughs> grandpa ness uh, How do you do it? How do you, how do, you do a TikTok? Is that? A, is that a hashtag? You know, I'm 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 I, I'm I'm not sure what I'm going to do next week when we go back to five days of of shows yeah. in the same week. Yeah, yeah, we got uh, another short week this week as we will not have a program tomorrow. You will hear UNC Asheville basketball right here on uh, ESPN Asheville, and we will have a game not only tomorrow afternoon but also on Friday afternoon. The Friday show, though, will be in full effect as we get ready for. Uh, the divisional round, any NFL playoffs, and all the rest of the weekend action. We will be on four to six rather than three to five on Friday. But tomorrow, no show for UNC Asheville basketball. Brian Hall on the call. Tank Spencer running the board. Jeremy Green at home uh, <laughs> watching d- d- the office reruns. I'm glad you went with that. No, uh, uh, you know. Nobody ever asked me to help with things. No, all oh, things are happening. Tank, can we get you to run the board? Can that's we get they you go, to do all these things? That's because they go, "Hey, there's a there's a paycheck in it for you." Uh, and I'll go, "Okay, Jeremy doesn't need to know about this." Yeah, uh, we well, need- <laughs> I, I, it's not exactly like I'd be all that helpful in the first place. Daddy will keep this paycheck himself. Uh, there's one button in this whole studio that they let me hit, and it's this one. That's the only button I have. I have nothing else. Absolutely. We're waiting to see if there are going to be any breaking news over the next hour. James Harden could be traded from the Houston Rockets to whomever. Sources are reporting that the Philadelphia 76ers is the team that James Harden really wants to go to. The Brooklyn Nets are in discussions of how to bring James Harden in. I don't know what benefit that would give you. You already have two superstars, and one of them is already not willing to get on the court. So there, are, there are several people reporting right now what I said in the first hour that Kyrie Irving could be traded to. That Houston. he would be the centerpiece of a James Harden deal. I, I just can't see Houston signing up for that. Well, here's the thing: I've heard, I've now heard about 14 different excuses for why Kyrie Irving is not here. Mm-hmm. Have you heard the latest one? No. He was upset that they didn't offer, they asked for his input uh, on the coaching hire, and was not happy with the choice of Steve Nash. Oh, Boo hoo! When did this become a thing? Like we have to ask you what coach that we want to hire? When did that? Bec- when in the history of participation trophies did that happen? You know why we didn't ask your they opinion, just Kyrie? It. Because you think the Earth is flat. <laughs> They just expect it though at this point. If you're a big superstar and you've, you know, you've been in, uh, you know, Hollywood movies and you're all over the place, you expect to be treated like that in every aspect of your life. And you reach a certain level in the NBA where guys get under the impression that their opinion matters because they are one of the superstars of a team. Now in Deshaun Watson's case, I know that's the bridge you were trying to build there. In Deshaun Watson's case, he was told he was going to have some say, and then he and then and then it didn't happen. I don't care if they specifically said we'll hire whoever you want; it's still their call. That's how this works. Uh-huh. And if this Kyrie Irving thing is true, and that's why he's not here, the reason we haven't talked about why he's here, not here because we don't know. Mm-hmm. This is all spitballing. You know, people trying to well, we know this about it, and, and on and on and on, trying to figure out what the problem is because he did not say anything. Mm-hmm. I stick with what you said yesterday. If any one of us did this, we would have been replaced in an hour. Absolutely. If you just
2: didn't show and you ghosted your boss, you would be fired on the spot. You might be fired over the phone. You'd definitely be fired as soon as you walked back in the and, building.
1: And I'm not one of the it, – look it, – athletes, the, the amount of time and effort and sacrifice and things that it takes to be a professional athlete is why I never go down that path. of, oh, you're paid millions of dollars to play a ga- I don't do that. And it, I get really annoyed when people do that. It, it, it There's a lot of sacrifice that comes into that, mm-hmm. that that people never seem to want to talk about. Like, you were just born a fantastic basketball player. No, you worked really hard. And if you ever doubt that, find the best basketball player you, let's say, went to high school with. Mm-hmm. And put them on the same floor with the worst NBA player you've ever seen. There's videos of Brian Scalabrini beating people in 21-21 to nothing. There's a reason for that. Right. But this entitlement of I have to pick the coach and I have to pick the GM and I have to be involved in every piece of the operation is mind-boggling to me. It's mind-boggling. Michael Jordan, the greatest player in any team professional sport that's ever lived Uh outside of LeBron James. Had to do that to the Jordan people. Sorry, I can't help it. (laughs) Even he got to a point where they went, I'll only play for Phil. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're firing Phil on you. Your call. Mm -hmm. And that was not that long ago. I mean, I know 22 years ago sounds like a long time. It's really not in the greater scheme of things. And now we're to the point of we have a star player in the NBA that's that, that's sitting out because he didn't like the coach they hired, ne- what, five months ago? Mm-hmm. And this is your way of handling that. But my thing is, I don't buy that as an excuse because he played already. Like This isn't yeah, the beginning the- of the season where he just said, I don't like the coach you hired, I'm not showing up. He actually came and played and then yeah, left. You've obviously never played for a coach you didn't like, have you? That escalates every day. Well, I, I mean, I guess if you see that, yeah, yeah, it, it gets, it, it can reach to a fever pitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be really honest. James Harden showed up too, and he had, and he was just terrible. I, I do like James Harden. He, he's got an interesting path to getting his way too. I'm going to show up and play and be awful, just horrendously bad. To where your coach even said, or they just go, you know what? Just, quit. Just, just get him out of here. I'm just, I'm right. tired. I'm tired of him. Right. The Houston Rockets have said, James Harden, stay away. We'll work out a trade. We'll let you know where you can, where you can go next. We know where they want to tell him to go, but I told you we would have breaking news today, and we have
0: breaking news. Who's gonna break the news? Who's gonna break the news? Who's Who's gonna break
1: the news? This is from Adrian Wojnarowski, Ramona Shelburne, and Shams Sharania. Brooklyn is acquiring James Harden. We don't, as of yet, have the terms of the deal. All right, so it's going to happen. I told you when That's... I walked in this studio, we're going to have breaking news today. It's just a question of which one it is. Yikes. So James Harden will go play with Kevin Durant. And Karis LeVert. We we don't know what they're getting yet. And they hope that Kyrie Irving will show up. As of this moment, we still don't know what they're getting. This just ensures, though, that if you weren't already locked in on the drama of the Brooklyn Nets, it's going to only get worse now. Yeah, see again. I want to know what the what the terms are. Well, we're gonna find out. the The package will be released. I, in... I know, but I want to know right now. This is <laughs> I deal with Twitter solely for things like this. Uh, James Harden on his way out of Houston will be going to the Brooklyn Nets, and it's not gonna be anywhere close to the deal that apparently was on the table. In the offseason. Remember they were talking about Karis Levert, Spencer Dinwiddie, and was it two ones that they were talking about sending to Houston? Yes. And pick swaps and all kinds of things. Right. And you might be lucky to get Karis Levert out of this deal. I will tell you as soon as I know. Currently, there is no one reporting what actually what the, what the actual package was. I think if it was uh, Kyrie Irving, we'd know that now. That's
2: just my thought.
1: Okay, oh boy, right. uh, Sham Sharania has the. I, I told you, I told you, the Nets are trading for all. M- this is from at Sham Sharania. The Nets are trading for all NBA star James Harden. They're sending four first round picks. And four draft swaps to the Rockets. Holy cow. Karis Levert and Jared Allen are being moved. Could be another team or two involved. This is going to get gigantic in a hurry. Wow. You can't give up this many. First of all, (laughs) I want to be the first one to say this. Sign me up for the under on Brooklyn Nets wins in about 2026. Let's, I'll give you five years. I, can I bet that right now? Because this team is going to be a disaster. How will this compare to the big Boston trade? It's more picks. The The question is, where is everybody else going? And now mm-hmm. that's, do, do you get anything else out of it? Do, is it just James Harden? Do you build the roster up? This is the fun of doing live radio, is that I don't have the answer to any of those things. Right. But on its face, this has all the makings of being as big of a disaster in the future, in my opinion, as that Boston trade did. When the Nets gave up the farm to get Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Adrian Wojnarowski, Brooklyn gets James Harden, Karis Levert, Dante Exum, Rodron's Keuricks, and four first-round picks. With four Nets pick swaps go to the Rockets, including the Cavaliers' 2022 first round pick. Jared Allen and Torian Prince go to the Cavs. Jeez, that is a significant haul. Now, Mm -hmm. granted, these picks are not going to be good. Right, they're going to be end of the first round. Yeah, I mean, because you'll have this team together for at least. Except for the Cleveland pick, the Cleveland pick will be pretty high. The Cleveland—I'm a little shocked they included that. To be really honest with you, I'm, I'm shocked that that you found a way to get that in there. Now maybe that was—maybe it was worth getting rid of Dante Exum to include that. But they do get Jared Allen. Yeah. Uh, but blown. I'll be honest with you. This is what we—this t- is what I tried to tell you. That deal—the the, the 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 Dinwiddie Levert. Bunch of picks, Jared Allen deal. That's not on the table anymore. And let's let's be really honest here. You got Karis LeVert out of this deal. That's it. You got Karis LeVert and a bunch of first round picks. Whoop-dee-doo, and a bunch of pick swaps, which are ultimately they may or may not even be conveyed. Well, I mean, at this point, you're you're settled on rebuild, uh, a massive rebuild. The Houston Rockets are no more. The Houston Rockets that you may have known and loved, are no more. I'm thinking of only one Rockets fan that I know. <laughs> there aren't too many of them around here. At least not since the days of, uh, you know, Hakeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler left down. But this is what you've got to do. This is what I tried to tell you. Mm-hmm. Is that you should have pulled the trigger on that Dinwiddie deal when you had the opportunity. Mm-hmm and now you wound up your your Levert is is still stayed in the deal you wound up with instead of Spencer Dinwiddie and Jared Allen and the picks anyway you wound up with Dante Exum and Rodron's Kurix i m- mhm this is what happens when you do, when you overvalue your star. this is NBA 101 you do not let it get to this point but you did and it cost you I mean, people are going to say this is a massive haul. Mm-hmm. It's really not. I mean, it seems like it. Four first-round draft picks, four pick swaps, and Karis LeVert, who's on the outside of it being an all-star, or was he an all-star? Mm-mm. He's not. He's not. I mean, he's a good scorer. I he's a he defensive was, liability. He was never an all-star. I thought he was in that discussion last year. He might have been in the discussion, but yeah. he's not. He's not to that level. Mm-hmm. He's younger. He's had knee issues. You know, I mean, he's a fine player. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to bash him as a player. Right. What I'm saying is you went from getting a deal that would have been, it would have set your franchise up. Now you're going to wind up with three of these four ones end up probably in the twenties. Mm-hmm. The Cleveland pick, you know, everybody's going to lose their mind about that. I can't tell you that Cleveland's not going to be decent in a year because they're, you, you. Okay. I mean, you got Drummond. You got a couple other guys. Colin Sexton's been good. Darius Garland's been fine. But that's your pick, and it goes into the lottery. I mean, now it's the that's the that's probably the reason they did this mm-hmm. is getting a lottery. Pick, what's what will likely be a lottery pick in the twenty twenty two draft. You look at that team as it stood, though. I mean, you got Boogie Cousins, and wait a minute, i I've, I've misread this, or, or it was miswritten. There's been a correction. That 2022 pick is from the Cavs. It's not their pick. It's the Bucks it's pick? It's the Bucks pick. <laughs> so it's even <laughs> okay, worse so than I thought. It's even worse than you thought. This is, yeah. This is wow. a disaster for Houston. But, and th- but as and you said month. it's all they could get. But it wasn't. You could have done this. And you over. I, for me, we all know that I love taking a victory lap. Mm-hmm. For me, this is the NBA basically saying this is what James Harden is worth. He's worth a bunch of back into the first round picks, and Karis LeVert, who might one day turn into a really good player. He's a decent, he's a good offensive player, decent all around player right now. Mm-hmm. He's an NBA starter. That's the best I can give him. Mm-hmm. And Exum and Kurick's are they're both bench filler guys. That's just salary filler. You cut a bunch of uh, of cap space. That's what you got here, yep. and and a bunch of picks. How many hangers on? Still believed though that James Harden actually was an MVP level player. I don't think you can look at this and I don't think you can look at this and believe that. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, how surprised should everyone or, or will everyone be by this? I mean, obviously it's a blockbuster trade in the NBA early on in the season. You don't normally see something like this. These were extenuating circumstances, but how many people are actually going to be shocked and say? James Harden was an MVP. He deserved way, or they deserved way more for him, with the headache that he had become, uh, showing up out of shape, causing problems, you know, violating protocols, and going to strip clubs when he's supposed to be at practice. All of that included, and take into the account that he was bad mouthing the franchise and the team after their most recent loss. I don't think anybody will be too surprised. By the fact that they just got one decent player, a couple of backup guys, and four back into the first round picks. Blockbuster trade, though. Breaking news. We promised it to you. Right here on ESPN, Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Go, 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 shawty.
0: It's your birthday. We're going to party. You're in the sports tank. These guys are a fing (laughs) disgrace.
1: Tank Spencer and Jeremy Green on ESPN Asheville, the sports tank with Jeremy Green. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We got uh, something to chew on coming up in just a few moments with Caleb Peak. It's the weekly Ingalls chew on that segment. Ingalls low prices. Love the savings. We've got uh, the big trade in the NBA. James Harden will be uh, now going to the Brooklyn Nets. He was told earlier today by the Houston Rockets just to stay away until they could get a deal done, and apparently the deal has been done. The details are still being tweaked here and there. Are uh, we... there might be a new there might be a new wrinkle to this. Apparently it's a multi-team deal. It's a four-team deal. Four-team deal. Uh, there's, uh, Karis Levert is not going to the Houston Rockets. Oh, Victor Oladipo is going to the Houston Rockets from the Pacers. The Pacers have gotten involved. All right. All right. So now this is spicy. Yeah. This has gotten even more. It it, it took, frankly, I think this has actually gotten worse for Houston. (laughs) I didn't know that that was possible, but it did. Cavs get Jared Allen, Torian Prince. That part hasn't changed. The Nets get James Harden. That part has not changed. The Rockets get Exum, Rodron Kurex, the Brooklyn Nets, 2022, 24, 26 first round picks, Milwaukee's first this year, and four Brooklyn pick swaps this year, 23, 25, 27. So they basically control the Nets pick for the next seven years. Yikes. That's not that big a deal. This team's not that This team's not going to be good for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah, or are you going to swap five for 25? I don't think so. Right. It'd be more like swapping uh, 10 for eight. Karis Levert goes to the Pacers with a second round pick. And now Victor Oladipo goes to the Rockets. So. Okay. This is. But Oladipo is going to the Rockets. I mean, that's, is that not better than Karis, than LeVert? Karis Levert? I would say no. Really? I would say no. Hmm. Oladipo's had a lot of injury issues. That's he's, true, and you're getting ready to have to pay him if I'm not mistaken. He, he is he is quite the explosive athlete when he's healthy, though. So, he he is. I, I mean, think his shot has improved as well. I think he's a player more on the rise than Karis Levert, but I maybe would, I would me. vehemently disagree with you on that. Okay, he is a two-time All-Star. I will give him that. He's also 28 years old. Mm-hmm. Karis Levert is not. I'm I am dumbfounded by this. <laughs> it is very rare. You will hear me speechless, but I here we are. Yeah, yeah. We could have more breaking news. up. Uh, yeah, I mean, ways. at the rate we're going, it's we're gonna have five or six more teams involved in this by the time it's all said and done. Wow. So now the Brooklyn Nets starting lineup, if everyone shows up, will be Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, and Jeff Green. Is that a team that can win a title? I think Deandre Jordan would start with that team, but that's just me. Okay. Here's the other part of this that nobody's talking about. Victor Adebayo's a free agent after this year. I I am dumbfounded by a little how little they got. I've been trying to say this for weeks. Mm-hmm. That they're not getting what you think they're getting. Well, we knew the price was dropping by the day. The more but and more of this, a, well, the more and more of a headache that James Harden became the lower and lower the price was going to get. You realize this is a glorified salary dump, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're not going to resign Victor Oladipo. Mm -hmm. And I think they're fine with that. It's time to usher in a new era of Rockets basketball. Uh And it's going to take a while, and it's going to be gross. We couldn't salvage it. We tried. What are you going to do? Tear it all down to the studs and rebuild. Hopefully, you'll be bad enough to get some lottery picks. I mean, this is, whew, wow.
0: That's, <laughs> uh, that's just.
1: He's dumbfounded, folks. I, I mean, when it was Karis Levert, I at least looked at him and went, that's a, that's a young piece. You literally got, for, for a player that I have gotten into more arguments about than any player in any sport probably in my lifetime, you got an expiring twenty-one million dollar contract that I greatly doubt you're going to resign. And the reason I say that is I don't understand the fit with John Wall and, Vi- and Oladipo. Those two, I don't, I do not see how those two play together because neither one of them can shoot. Mm-hmm. So you get a twenty-one million dollar expiring deal for half a year on a team that's going to be brutally bad. Then you get two bench pieces and a bunch of picks from a team that's going to be picking in the twenties. That's your value. That that's what James Harden's worth. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is. I, I want to take a victory lap around this studio. Just saying, I told you so. The Brooklyn Nets big three: Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. Will it be enough to compete for for the world title? The the winner in this deal that nobody's going to talk about is, is the Indiana the Indiana Pacers. Because Lavert is a guy that w- that does play with Malcolm Brogdon, I that makes me like that team a lot more, and that's the part of this is going to get lost. Everybody's going to talk about the Brooklyn Nets. Well, here's the thing: the Brooklyn Nets now have five players. Mm-hmm. Congratulations! You're you're the you are the thinnest team in the NBA. Now I'm not saying they won't wind up with you know they'll get the when we go through the waving and. All the guys that get cut and adding guys to veteran extensions. I get that. You're you're going to have a slightly deeper team for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I just look at this team. Now you have two of the biggest head cases in this league playing with Kevin Durant. I... I but, yep. Good luck. Words.
0: On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, I believe this
1: is my second weird story of the week out of the state of Pennsylvania. But uh, thankfully, a state superior court judge uh, has refused a plea from a man to overturn his indecent assault conviction um, because... <laughs> Because here's what happened. Uh, Carl Gamby is the guy's name. He went for his first day at work at the Econo Lodge on Eisenhower Boulevard in the Swatara Township. I guess it's right outside of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And uh, he decided, you know what, first day of work? I need something to get me through the day. So he went to the bathroom, injected himself with bath salts and fentanyl. This was on March 28th of 2019. He then stumbled out of the bathroom, grabbed a female coworker from behind, kissed her on the neck, uh, and then took off his shirt. He repeatedly tried to get her to kiss him back, and uh, right before the incident was over and she was able to get away from his grasp, he said, hold on, I want to show you something, and started to take off his pants. He was, of course, arrested, booked, uh, and charged with numerous offenses, but thankfully, uh yeah, that's a hell of a first day at work. Gosh. Thank thank goodness though for the superior court judge who is not going to overturn this guy's conviction. Uh if if you have any online accounts, I'm sure you have come against that weird time where you can't remember your password. Stefan Thomas, who is a programmer from New York, is currently coming up against the worst case of forgotten password. In the history of the United States of America. He is a programmer that apparently did a job where he was paid in Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. That happened in 2011. He was given 7,002 Bitcoin. He wrote down his password. I'm getting there. I saw that look on your face. I'm just trying to do the math in my head. Yeah, it's a whole mess. He was given 7,002 Bitcoin. He took his password, wrote it down. And stashed it inside the the tower of his computer. Okay. Well, then he got the, rid of the computer. And <laughs> he didn't save the password. Here's the problem with that. There's absolutely no way to forget your password with Bitcoin. Because you get ten chances to get it wrong. And then it locks forever. 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 You wow. cannot recoup it. There is nothing out there. He's tried eight times. <laughs> he has two attempts left. <laughs> Now, here's the funny part of this story. How much is 7,002 Bitcoin worth today? It was a dollar-to-dollar dollar swap in, in January of 2011. Okay. It's got to be in the millions. <laughs> Every Bitcoin as of January 13th, 2021, is worth $34,506. One of them. One. He has 7,002 of them. That adds up to $220 million. And he can't remember his password. And he cannot remember his password. He does not know it, and there is no way to retrieve it. Like, Bitcoin won. That would have been my password, so I (laughs) could (laughs) have... Please start paying Tank Spencer in Bitcoin. Uh, (laughs) Unbelievable to me that you... How do you here's my that? here's my thing, and and maybe maybe I'm cheap. I've been told I've been told that in the past. Mm-hmm. If somebody gives me seven thousand of practically anything, mm-hmm. I'm not going to put it in an account and write down a password and forget about it. I mean, this was seven thousand dollars at the end of the day. I mean, we're, that's going to get lost in the fact that he's got two hundred twenty million dollars behind a a paywall at this point, right? It was still $7,000 when you did it. So you put it in there and you just went, Oh, oh, it's fine. I'll just be fine. I'm not worried about that. I don't understand why there's no security backup here to be able to prove your identity to get into your account because there's no company. There's no lost password. It doesn't exist. This is what people like me have been trying to tell people that, oh, I've got all this money in Bitcoin. But there's not it's like it's not a, it, there's, it's not a thing, but there's not like a central Bitcoin nope, office that, that deals with all of the networking and stuff that has to go on with the trades. Nope. No, there's not. No, there is not. Wow. That's insane. So this guy's got a quarter of a billion dollars. Just Apparently sitting. he and here's and here's the part that I, I just read. This part. Apparently he bought more Bitcoin and is doing just fine. He huh. remembers the password to that account. <laughs> okay. The two hundred and twenty million dollar account. Ah. Now wait, how much is in the other account? Because I don't want to know that. It doesn't say that. No, I mean, if he's got uh, you know three hundred and eighty million dollars in the other account, I'm not going to feel so bad that he's going to lose two hundred and twenty because he can't remember that password. And then what happens to that Bitcoin? It, it, it just it, gets it, thrown it back it, into it, the. Yep, it's gone. If he misses that password two more times, it's gone forever. No one can unlock it. It is. There's no sword. There's no stone. It's not going to be found 10 years from now and somebody uncover it. See, this is what I can't wrap my head around the Bitcoin. Like, So when we were doing the story a couple of weeks ago about Russell Okung from the Carolina Panthers, who became the first NFL player to be paid in Bitcoin, it's I was reading up on this, like kind of how this works, and was it, was it thirty three thousand? Is that the number that that's the only that's the number of Bitcoin that exists, and that's never going to change? Like there are thirty three thousand Bitcoin out there for people to share. Am I off on that number, or is You're it a lot off, bigger it, than that? It's bigger than that. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's I'll I remember the number three somewhere. So maybe it's three hundred thousand. I have no idea, but there's a finite number of all of this, and so it the value keeps going up because people keep buying it. But if you've got 7,000 units, where do they go? they got to go to somebody. They go nowhere. So I I actually had this slightly wrong. I I misunderstood what this was saying a minute ago. So there's an iron key. It's basically a thumb drive that has all of this on it. Okay. After 10 incorrect passwords, it wipes it clean. Oh, so this message will self-destruct. Yeah. Yeah, Mission Impossible style. Yeah. Can you imagine? That's brilliant. Can you imagine you're you're sitting and and from everything this says, it sounds like he's living a you know a very comfortable life. Uh huh. I don't think he's struggling to pay the bills and things like that. So it's it's not like that. But you're sitting here looking at this thumb drive that basically has the Mega Millions winning ticket on it. Or whatever. was. What it, Powerball? That's the thing that's up to like $500 billion. Yeah, both of them. Oh, they both are? Yeah, they, they both are above half a billion dollars. Shows how often I play either. You drive right by the billboard every day. There's a giant billboard oh, yeah, there is right on before Taylor you Road. get on the Bowen Bridge. That says oh, I've never seen that one. Mega Millions, Powerball, and it both they both say like five hundred and thirty million dollars. Where is dollars that? Right where is that billboard? It's r- like I said, right next to driving onto the Bowen Bridge from Patton Avenue. Oh, I don't ever go that way. Going out west. Yeah, yeah, I don't ever go that way. Whoa, okay. I go, I go the, I go the back well, way. You go the back way home. Yeah, I didn't. I don't. I don't do red lights and things like that. <laughs> okay, I will drive ten miles further to never stop. Gotcha. But the, the, the net principle is still the same here. He has that winning ticket on yeah. a thumb drive. Yeah. And he cannot remember the password. Maybe it's thumb drive. Maybe that's the password. There have been some <laughs> funny uh I'm going to share this story on my Twitter at Green ESPN. If you look in the comments, there have been some funny ideas of what it could be. Yeah. I can't repeat all of them here. Well, of course not. But they're pretty good. <laughs> funny Money 23. That was. <laughs> that's my password. Don't forget this 5. It that has to... <laughs> See, that's the thing. They trip me up with the passwords on uh, you know on basically everything. Any company that has uh you have to have a capital letter and and a symbol and at least one number and it can't be anything resembling your past passwords. I, I don't want to do business with you anymore. I want to use a password that I can remember. Anybody that And has if you're to, not going to give me the ability to change it every time I log in or every time my computer forgets the password, then I don't want to do business with you. Anybody that has had to use a number and a symbol, uh what what are that number what are those number and symbol and why are they one and the exclamation key? It's
2: <laughs> a it's a great
1: point. Mhm not my point a comedian made that point long ago and i laughed a lot and then immediately changed all of my passwords nice Oh, we've got things moving in the nfl uh the jacksonville jaguars are apparently pressuring urban meyer into making a decision on whether or not he wants the gm job with them we're expecting news to come at any moment on what his decision may be. Reports have come out on both sides. Who knows? When we come back from the break, we might have more
2: breaking news for you on ESPN Asheville. In the meantime, something to chew on with Caleb Another sunny Wednesday afternoon here on ESPN Asheville. I'm Caleb Peek. Hope you're doing well. This is Chew on That, brought to you by Ingalls Markets. Low prices, love the savings.
0: You don't take yourself too seriously, and I've got to figure that helps you a lot in a, as competitive a game as NFL football.
2: Well,
1: it's a game. That's, that's why uh, you can't take yourself too seriously, and, and I think you should consider a, uh, some sort of celebration after a good show. <coughs> Answer, the other Daily Double. What is the fin?
0: That's it. And with that, you wind up at 12,800. Aaron is looking pretty happy now. Did he come up with a correct response? Nope. What did he wrote down? Who are Ernst and Young? <laughs> will it cost him too much? No. He is the winner today. His charity, the MAC Fund, will receive $50,000.
2: That grunt you heard from Alex was the result of that legendary host putting on the discount double check. You remember that tacky Aaron Rodgers championship belt celebration that we hopefully never have to see again? Alex Trebek, what an absolute legend. Rest in peace, sir. But as one of my favorite high school English teachers might have said, foreshadowing is everywhere. Nobody, and I mean nobody, expected that episode of Celebrity Jeopardy, air date May 12, 2015, to be a crystal ball for six years down the road. Nobody expected Aaron Rodgers to be called on to host the show that's known for making viewers aware that there are people much smarter than you in this world. Nobody except for Rodgers himself, apparently. Yes, even the California kid turned Green Bay Messiah told a pool of reporters that Jeopardy has been a staple at my house here in Green Bay for the last 16 years, quote unquote. Clearly, Rogers knows his stuff. On that day in 2015, he took down both former astronaut and current Arizona Senator Mark Kelly and Shark Tank's Kevin O'Leary on his way to winning 50 grand for a childhood cancer foundation. couple of smart guys there. Can A-Rod be a successful guest host on Jeopardy? Probably. But... For me, Aaron Rodgers' intellectual credibility rests on how the next four weeks play out, specifically this Saturday. Why? Because this is the time of year when intelligence wins championships. And, you know, maybe it's slightly unfair to heap that kind of pressure on a guy after his team has already locked up the number 1 seed in the NFC. I mean, honestly, had it not been for Green Bay, the NFC North would have looked a lot like the NFC East this year, with four mediocre teams, none of which, frankly, deserved playoff consideration. Thankfully, the Packers did exactly what they were expected to do this year, dismantling their division on their way to a 13-3 and record. Second-place Chicago skated into the playoffs on an 8-8 and record. And had it not been for a fluke loss to the Vikings in Week 8, the Pack could have started the season 9-0 and before a heartbreaker of an overtime loss in Indianapolis. Long story short, between the play of Rodgers, Devontae Adams, who's been a football magnet this year, if you throw it within five feet of Devontae Adams, he will find a way to come down with it, and the Green Bay Secondary, things are falling right into place under second-year head coach Matt LaFleur. But Saturday is a different ballgame. The articles are already online, detailing Matt LaFleur and L.A. Rams head coach Sean McVay's friendship that formed while both men were assistants under then-offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan in Washington. LaFleur would fly across the country to join McVay's staff his first year in L.A. before he was offered the skipper job in Green Bay in 2019. So even though the gloves are quoted to be coming off on Saturday, there's obviously a nice, warm, and fuzzy relationship between these two coaches. Now, if you think this won't impact how these teams prepare for and play each other, then you don't understand how powerful of a motivator hostility can be. Hell, just look at what happened at the Capitol one week ago. Roger's job this weekend is to be smarter than all that. Just like it has been the other nine seasons he's been in the playoffs, I firmly believed just last week that L.A. would be the latest victim of Russell Wilson, D.K. Metcalf, and the Seattle Seahawks. Instead, Jared Goff is looking more and more like a young Aaron Rodgers in his decision making, his physical ability, and yeah, even his swagger. By the end of the game, you'd forgotten all about Goff coming off the bench with a partially broken thumb. So that's part of the equation for Rodgers, realizing that on the other sideline stands a younger version of himself, California Golden Bear and everything. But that's only the beginning of Rodgers' troubles on Saturday, since he's headed up against not only one of the highest-rated defenses that are still in the championship hunt, but an L.A. defensive coordinator by the name of Brandon Staley, who got to know A-Rod while working under former Chicago D.C. Vic Fangio, during which time the Bears went 1-3 and three against the Pack. If Aaron Rodgers wants to lead the Green Bay Packers back to the NFC Championship, he'll need to do two things this weekend. Number one, find his tight end. Remember the name Robert Tonyan. Because according to TurfShowTimes.com, he's only the 15th player in the last 29 years to catch at least 11 touchdowns when targeted fewer than 100 times. That's high efficiency. He's caught exactly 11 touchdowns this year for 586 yards receiving. And he's scored in six of Green Bay's last seven contests. L.A.'s allowed 17 passing touchdowns over the season, with seven of those caught by tight ends. Just note that Green Bay tends to throw the ball on third and short, because the Rams will be ready, while Green Bay is second in the league and third down offense, LA's third in the NFL in third down defense. Take a shot at vodka and get ready for the battle in the trenches. Number two, trust Devontae Adams, and he'll have to trust him because all indications are that Devontae will line up across from Jamal Adams. Adams is a pest at corner, but I think Devontae has the athleticism to get the job done. If Rodgers can put the ball where it needs to be, Devontae Adams will go up and get it. I promise. Championships are won not with great offenses or great defenses, but with great minds both on the field and on the sideline. If Rodgers can engineer a win over L.A. this weekend, I'll set my DVR for his episode of Jeopardy. It's only right. I'm Caleb Peek. That's something to chew on.
1: Here in Beer City, we take homegrown seriously. And
2: since 2012, Wicked Weed Brewing has been pushing the boundaries of the industry. They've not only created staples like the Freak of Nature Double IPA, Lieutenant Dank, and Pernicious, but they also opened the first sour beer taproom on the East Coast. Wicked Weed has also
1: supported our local community to the tune of $1.6 million with the Beers That Build program. Visit one of their four locations, schedule a brewery tour, a place in order for pickup or delivery. WickedWeedBrewing.com All right, that's how it means it's time for the Monkey Knife Fight of the night. MonkeyKnifeFight.com daily fantasy sports props. Go on and create your account today when you make your initial investment. MonkeyKnifeFight.com will match that initial investment up to $50. They will also give you a $5 free play for using the promo code TANK, T-A-N-K, at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. That $5 free play you can use on tonight's game, Jeremy. I am playing the 4-point play tonight. Basically what this is is you have to you take somebody's combined points and three-pointers and it has to exceed your goal. I am going with Kevin Durant and Damian Lillard. Uh Kevin Durant solely because he is about the only player on the Brooklyn Nets left. I think this goes without saying my earlier pick of take the Nets against the Knicks that is now null and void. Yeah. We will be replacing that pick in just a minute. I'm taking Kevin Durant and Damian Lillard to exceed 75 and a half combined points and three pointers to double my buy in. Nice. Monkeyknifefight.com. Again, sign up. Use the promo code TANK, T A N K. All right. So, revising the green on green from the end of the last hour, you had uh, Brooklyn involved, and now Brooklyn only has six available players. They so, have, they have nine. Uh, and one of them, I. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that person's name before. Uh, so I'm going to replace that one with uh, Memphis is a two-point dog tonight to uh, Minnesota. I will give me Memphis plus the two. So we're we're taking away the Brooklyn pick because they have no uh, players left. Yeah. Like it's Kevin Durant and me. Who was the guy you'd never heard of before? Oh, I don't remember his name no, now. Okay. He won't play. They'll play eight guys. Right. It, it I, I'm still just, I'm dumbfounded. Unbelievable. If you're just joining us, just getting in the car going home, there has been a blockbuster trade in the NBA. The Houston Rockets shipping James Harden out of town to the Brooklyn Nets. Also, the Pacers and the Cavs involved in this trade. Yikes! So Houston got Karis Lavert from. The Brooklyn Nets. But then they turned around and traded him to the Pacers for Victor Oladipo. So that's what brought the Pacers into the fold. Jared Allen and Torian Prince go to the Cavs in the deal. The Rockets receiving Dante Exum from Cleveland. And uh, how, how did you say Rodon's Curix? Rodon Keurix. Rodon Curix goes uh, from Brooklyn to the Cavs as well. Houston will receive Brooklyn's three unprotected first-round draft picks 2022, 2024, 2026. uh, Pick swaps in 2021, 2023, and 2025, and 2027. So four pick swaps, three unprotected firsts, four pick swaps. The Rockets also getting Cleveland's 2022 first-round draft pick that came from the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, this this is a nothing- Deal for Houston. Mm-hmm. This, is a complete dump. this is a complete reset. This is a complete reset. And here's the thing: I, I'm going to go ahead and stop this before I hear it, before I hear any more than I already have. Comparing this to the Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Jason Terry deal is ridiculous. Those guys were older; were showing to be older. Mm-hmm. Th- this is different than that. I, and I mean, I'm not saying that I'm wild about James Harden as a player, and I'm not completely dead sold on this team but this is a team that is going to be able to demolish you from 3. Yeah. I mean this is it's not Golden State Warriors territory, but it's not far off of it. Mm-hmm. But that's if they can get Kyrie Irving to play ball. I I would wager they know that's happening or this deal would not have. I'm pretty sure about that as well. I mean it's obvious it's already been reported that Kyrie Irving's not expected to rejoin the Brooklyn Nets through this week. I think it'll probably be longer than that with all of the protocols that he's going to have to pass to rejoin the team because not only was he at a party unmasked with more than 15 people, but he also went across the the country border to Canada. So they're going to have to sort that out as well. We'll be with you tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. in the Sportsocracy. Facebook and YouTube live. Follow, like, and share the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. Tomorrow, UNC Asheville basketball During our time slot here on ESPN Asheville, we'll be on with you Friday 4 to 6. See you then.